0: on Local Now Channel 525. Can be intimidating, but they don't have to be. So let's supercharge your wealth building plan now with Jim McAleese.
1: Good morning and welcome to Get Rich Slow. This is your money school for financial winners. Here we explore strategies to help you prosper. We look at the big picture and then develop plans, plans to help guide our families to meet their financial goals. Get Rich Slow gives you solid, Financial strategies that will, strategies that will help improve your financial life. If you want the truth, not the hype, please join us for the next hour for Get Rich Slow. I'm Jim McAleese, certified financial planner and president of Cornerstone Consultants Incorporated, where securities and investment advisory services are offered through Next Financial Group Incorporated, which is a member of FedRA and Civic, Cornerstone Consultants is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. Well, good morning. I hope you're enjoying your summer. The weather hasn't been this hasn't been too bad this week, and and uh, you know, knock on wood, the forecast for next week isn't too bad either. Everywhere you look, Mother Nature's showing off beautiful flowers and healthy shades of green. Uh, what more could we want? In, in, I particularly appreciate our weather and environment. When I see the news about droughts and fires all around the world, and the uh, the little rain is a wonderful present to keep us happy and keep us <laughs> keep us looking as green as we do right now. Basically, now the farmers' corn and soybean crops are coming along nicely. And the roadside uh, stands with their sweet corn and their tomatoes—they're open for business now. The only sad part is that the kids and the grandkids are getting ready to go back to school. This, these go back to school get earlier every year, and uh, uh, the the summers let families travel with them and enjoy them. But once school starts, the school day will be long with classes and extracurricular curricular activities, but there is still plenty of activities for people, you know, without the children during the beautiful months of September and October. The weather is still nice. In fact, some people uh, regard autumn as the best time of the year, and uh, uh, the places will be a little bit less crowded, And uh, but don't forget, we still need to pay attention to what is happening in the world and how it affects our investments. And if you have a wish list, you also have to take a look and see how you're going to make your wishes or your goals come true. This week, investors were somewhat hesitant uh, while they reviewed the latest inflation data and they tried to interpret its impact on the Federal Reserve. Uh, Will the Federal Reserve continue to increase the federal funds rate at the uh, next uh, meeting in September? Uh And that is part of an even bigger question. Uh, with the CPI report, the Consumer Price Index reports for June and the latest report for July, showing monthly inflation increases of two tenths of a percent per month. And uh, that's true for the the uh, uh, headline number, the headline CPI number, as well as the core number, and the annual increases. In the uh, annual, uh, the annual increases in the order of three percent and three point two percent. I think the question is changing from how high will the federal funds rates go to how long will the Federal Reserve want to keep these interest rates at these high levels, and when will we when will they start lowering the interest rates, and how fast? So. The question has turned around three, three or four months ago. It was how high is, are the numbers going? And now the question is, uh, when are they going to start decreasing the numbers? Uh, you know, the, I'm sure there's uh, factors at the Federal Reserve that are uh, counseling to, hey, let's keep it at these uh, high levels for longer. Make sure we've got inflation under control. Uh, don't let it get out of hand. There's other factions that are saying, "Hey, uh, these high rates aren't free. You know, the price we're paying for these high rates is uh, lack of growth. It's slowing the economy down. And we do have an election coming up uh, next year, so they want to get some factors. Want to get uh, the economy growing as strong as possible. So, uh it, it's a uh, it's a good question as to uh, what they're going to do, when they're going to start lowering the rates. We see numbers like uh, some people are starting to say, hey, they're going to start in the, uh, December. Other people are starting to talk about March uh, lowering, starting lowering the interest rates. And then the question is, if you're lowering the rates, how fast are you going down? Uh, the uh, the couple months ago in June, the last time they uh, they came up with the Federal Reserve, came up with their uh, shot uh, pattern. You know, they talked about what they think uh, uh, federal funds rates will be in the future. The long-term rates that they put down were was 2.5 percent. That's what they figured uh, the long-range goal for the federal funds rates is. So, how long will it get the? How long will the Federal Reserve take to get the uh, rates down from where they are at today, down to two and a half percent? Will they do it quickly, or will they they really drag it out for a year or two? So, these are the things that uh, um, investors are starting to think about, and uh, the latest information showed that the price pressures continue cooling. Uh, last month, and the core CPI, in particular, adds to recent data that calls into question whether the central bank will need to raise rates again this week uh, this year, as most officials had projected in June. Uh, the new members, the new numbers, uh, lowered the three-month annualized rate of core inflation to 3.1 percent, the lowest such reading in two years. And for instance, in May, that number was five percent. So even before Thursday's report, a handful of federal officials, the Federal Reserve officials, said that the uh, central bank would be close to pausing interest rates increasing after raising them eleven of the past twelve meetings. The Federal the Federal Reserve raised rates most recently last month to a range of five and a quarter to five and a half. In June, most officials projected that they would raise rates at least to a range between five and a half to five, to five and three quarter percent this year. But inflation has slowed markedly in the two months since they made those projections. So on Tuesday, uh, the, the Philadelphia Federal Reserve President Patrick uh, Harker said that quote. I believe we may be at a point where we can be patient and hold rates steady, unquote. And the Boston Federal Reserve President Susan Collins uh, said that uh, uh, she also thought a pause would be appropriate soon. Uh, Quote uh, from her, my read on the data that we have so far is that we are near or perhaps sufficiently restrictive level of monetary policy to hold for some time. So uh, they're thinking about it, and everybody else is thinking about it too. So uh, that's the latest guessing game. In addition uh, to the Consumer Price Index report this week, uh, on Friday, the producer, the producer Uh, price inflation, or the factory gate inflation data uh, was released. And it shows that uh, U.S. producer prices picked up in July, primarily due to an increase in certain service categories. Uh, The producer price index for final demand, as well as the uh, core index, which excludes food and energy, Mm -hmm. both rose by three-tenths of one percent. In July, Uh, while these come as uh, slightly more than forecast, downward revisions to the prior month tempered uh, some of the strength, normalizing global supply chains and uh, uh, reduced demand abroad and a broader shift to consumer spending towards services and away from goods has generally helped alleviate uh, inflationary pressures at the producer level over the last uh, year. So, in addition, uh, earnings reports this season for the the, uh, uh, second quarter ending in in June have continued to surprise uh, Wall Street analysts as the expected slowdown in profits proved less than feared. About uh, 84% of the standard and poor 500 companies have given results with Approximately 80 percent surpassing Wall Street's expectations. That's according to uh, FactSet. And uh, the economic uh, picture is still one of a strong economy that is not growing as fast as before, uh, with inflation at three percent moving and moving downward. And we're still hoping that that for that soft landing where inflation is conquered uh, without a recession. So this week, global equities were mixed. In the United States, two of the three major stock indices were down, uh, even as the inflation data on Thursday, CPI report was generally positive. In the U.S., the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up this week, while the standard and poor 500, and the NASDAQ Composite were down for the week. In the UK, the FTSE 100 was down for the week, and in the European Union, they were mixed with Germany's DAX uh, was down for the week, while the stock, uh, Europe 600, was up for the week. And in Asia, uh, Japan's Nikkei 225 was up for the week, while in China, the Shanghai Composite was down, uh, while Hong Kong's Hang Seng was up for the week. So both in Europe and in Asia, we see uh, mixed results. And on Friday, the three major U.S. stock indices closed the week at the Dow Jones Industrial Average closed at 35,281.40 and that was up 0.62% for the week, and the standard and poor 500 closed at 4,464.05, and that was down uh, 0.31% for the week, and the NASDAQ Composite closed at 13,644.85, and it was down uh, 1.9%. Uh, for the week. In any of these cases, what you're seeing is, uh, as I said before, a strong economy uh, with good uh, uh, unemployment numbers, with good uh, employment numbers, with good uh, uh, numbers for uh, manufacturing as well as in service industries. Uh, everything is basically slowing down. Manufacturing is, is slowing down. Home construction was slowing down too, but it suddenly uh, started to revive because of the uh, everybody who had a mortgage when the rates were down, the 30-year mortgage rates were down at 3%. Everybody that had a mortgage refinanced at those low rates, and uh, now they're very reluctant to to either buy or sell a house because the rates have gone up up to approximately seven percent for a 30-year mortgage money so uh, that has been a silver lining for the new home construction because uh, uh, if the uh, you know there aren't that many existing homes for sale so I think the the numbers right down existing homes are down to about two months supply of Inventory, so basically people are turning to uh, new home construction. So uh, the new home construction is, is uh, picked up a bit. So and and uh, basically what we're seeing from the uh, uh, results last week, I think it was last week or the week before, in a sense that the uh, Case-Shiller uh, house price index was that the uh, uh, prices had been going down. Home prices had been going down for a little bit, but now they've apparently turned around and, and are you know, stable to increasing. So what you have is an economy that's pretty strong, in, in inflation numbers that are uh, closing or closing in on three percent, maybe even two uh, percent in the near future. And people are talking about uh, when are they going to start to uh, uh, decrease these these uh, interest rates that they pushed up so high. So in any case, all these things uh, affect us in terms of our investment. But one of the, you know, investments aren't the whole picture in terms of our financial plan. Our financial plan really basically boils down to, hey, where are you going what are you what are your goals uh uh is it the goals of education is it the goals of starting your own business is the goals saving a certain amount uh retiring in a secure fashion and uh, uh and those goals are things that that we can identify and we can also put a date on them reasonably uh you know, not to the day, but hey, you know, what are you going to retire sometime between sixty-five and seventy? So, uh, how much money do you need to retire? And that's a function of uh, uh, what your budget looks like today and uh, uh, how much uh, you have in the way of savings in your terms of your retirement accounts, as well as your non-retirement accounts. How much your Social Security the benefits will be how much your uh the the uh, uh you have other assets in other uh, let's say real estate or housing or uh not the not your uh house that you live in, but uh, other properties. Uh so all these things you you have to take into account and say, okay, uh i have goals um when you're young it's a matter of uh, a car and an apartment as you get older it's a function of uh of uh a family uh um, starting uh, meeting somebody and and uh getting married and starting a family then it's a then it's a <laughs> then it's a real uh uh toil it's a real race now because uh, that family requires a standard of living and uh, now there's a consumption uh, that uh, takes up just about all the income but you have to find enough uh, savings left over in order to be able to fund uh, uh, investments and uh, for those future goals. The goal for Perhaps a down payment for the house, either at that point, uh, perhaps education for the children, uh, uh, certainly the standard of living for the family, and then uh, retirement and basically what does retirement uh, involve? And some people just say, well, "I'm going to continue the way I am right now." Other people uh, want to uh, travel more, so that even puts a greater burden on the uh, on the uh, assets. So all these things are part of the things that we think about and talk about doing financial planning. And uh, it's it's as as natural as can be in terms of where do you want to go and how are you going to get there and laying out a plan and uh, staying on top of that plan and uh, and using as the roadmap for the future and, of course, there'll be detours and there'll be uh, unforeseen events. And then not only do you have to set up your plan for the savings and the investing, but you also have to have uh, a plan to protect yourself against the unforeseen uh, You know, life insurance and property and casualty insurance, uh, all those things uh, to protect you against the liabilities of accidents and and uh, things of this nature. So all those things are part of your financial plan. And and basically, these are the things that you have to take into account. So uh, this is uh, Jim McAleese, and uh, uh, you can give us a call over our toll-free number. It's 1-888-281-1110. That's 1-888-281-1110. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You get a shiver in the dark. It's raining in the park. But meantime, down of the river, you're stopping. your hold everything. A Time. Welcome back to Get Rich Slow. This is your host this morning, Jim McAleese. You know, one of the pieces of information we got this uh, week was the uh, Consumer Price Index. You know, and that basically we've been fighting this inflation for the last, uh, well, we've been fighting inflation ever since uh, basically 2021. Uh basically what we've seen is that uh, in March of uh, 2021, inflation first started to appear. Uh, it hit 3% at that time, and uh, uh, people became concerned about it. But the Federal Reserve said, no, it's a transitory and it'll go down. Oh, it did go down. It went from 3% in March to 5% by Labor Day to 7% by the Christmas of 2021, and then started 2022, which uh, the stock market got involved with it, and uh, uh, it was a case of uh, both the bond market as well as the stock market began to show the impacts of inflation and the impacts of the Federal Reserve trying to conquer inflation. So in 2022, inflation went from 7% at the start of the year to a high of 9.1% in June of 2022. And now it's been gradually coming down, down, down as the uh, uh, the federal funds rate that the the Federal Reserve controls have been going up, up, up. And uh, the latest numbers are basically 5.5%. And uh, the question is, when are we going uh, to turn this thing around and uh, declare uh, uh, that we've conquered inflation? Well, let's take a look at inflation. Uh, all of us have been watching prices go up and up. And the ones that we noticed first were the food and the gasoline, because hey, we buy those on a regular basis. But the Department of Labor, they keep track of the rising prices with their consumer price index report that comes out every month. And basically on Thursday they released their report for July, and the report showed that inflation going down as a as a uh, uh, economist had predicted. And but it showed, it showed that we have uh, uh, more to go. Uh, headline inflation for the past twelve months uh reported to be 3.2% for the period ending in July 2023 uh as i said before the the uh headline CPI number uh was basically hit a high of 9.1% in June of uh of uh, last year and it's been gradually coming down for instance like uh last August it was uh, 8.3%. Uh, and uh, Christmas, it was 6.5%. And uh, in 2023, uh, in March, it was 5%. And then if you count down to where we're at right now, March was 5%. April was 49 May was 4.0%. Uh, June was 30 and here we are in July at 3.2. So they, they, you can see that the trend is down. We're winning the fight. And uh, uh, the question now is, when are we going to be finished? So uh, they also reported in the headline inflation that headline inflation uh, rose two-tenths of one percent in July uh, from June. And uh, it, that was the same number. Uh, two-tenths of one percent, and it rose in June from May. So the Department of Labor also reported that the core uh, CPI, the index where they, they take out the energy and, and uh, food, uh, that also increased two-tenths of a percent in July from June. And overall, over the last 12 months, the core CPI rose to 4.7%. So one of the biggest things uh, that people see in the economists see in the consumer report is that the shelter is the largest factor in the monthly increase. In other words, that basket of all the things that uh, we as consumers uh, use, uh, shelter is one of the uh, big ones. And uh, in uh, July, shelter increased uh, uh, four tenths of one percent from June, and increased seven point eight percent from uh, the over the last twelve months ending in uh, July. And uh, if you look at uh, the the shelter is the biggest component in the CPI basket of goods and services, and uh, if you look at the big numbers in that uh, basket of goods and services we buy, shelter is close to 35% of that basket. Food is about 13.4% of the basket, and energy is about uh, close to 7%. So shelter is a big contributor. So big changes in that, in that particular category have a big impact on the uh, Consumer price index. So what we're seeing in uh, in the CPI, we see on the CPI number for July, uh, the headline numbers show that uh, headline consumer price index numbers show that uh, uh, the uh, CPI, the inflation went up two tenths of one percent in July from June. And if you measured over a 12-month basis that ends in July, they went up 3.2 percent. And then if you take out food and fuel and go to the core CPI, uh, the increase was two-tenths of a percent in July from June and 4.7 percent uh, from a year ago, uh, ending in July. And if you compare that to the month before, uh, just to show that, hey, the, the, we got a trajectory that's going down here. The, uh, the CPI number for uh, June, uh, increase of two-tenths of a percent for the month, and increase of uh, 3% for the 12-month period ending in June. And the core CPI, an uh, increase of two-tenths of a percent and uh, increase of 4.8% in uh, uh, over a 12-month period. So the core uh, over that 12-month period went from 4.8% in May to 4.7% in June, and the, that number of 0.2% or two-tenths of one percent. Uh, that's the monthly change, and it's a, ch- it's a change from uh, the headline numbers, the core numbers for both uh, June and July. So that indicates that things are getting steady uh, with regard to uh, what's happening in the, uh, uh, the uh, pricing world. So uh, this is Jim McAleese. You're listening to Get Rich Slow. You can give us a call over our toll-free number. It's 1-888-281-1110. That's 1-888-281-1110. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor.
0: Hi, I'm Colleen, producer of Get Rich Slow. Each week, we take calls from people just like you who have questions for our host, Jim McAleese. Oftentimes, however, Jim can't answer all your questions because of time restraints and the need for more detailed information. That's why we encourage you to call Cornerstones Consultants, Inc., the financial counseling service founded by Jim and Tama McAleese. Cornerstones Consultants, Inc. has helped thousands of clients get more for their money. Whether your financial goal is to avoid common investing mistakes, finding your next home, planning for retirement, finding the right mutual fund, or covering your assets with the right kind of insurance, Cornerstone Consultants Inc. will guide you to wise financial choices. So call Cornerstone Consultants Inc. for an appointment today. That number again, 440 647 2793. Now back to more Get Rich Slow with Jim Magalise.
1: Welcome back to Get Rich Flow. This is your host this morning, Jim McAleese. You can give us a call. The toll-free number is one 888 281 you're looking at the um, Consumer Price Index report. One thing you see is that, uh, uh, if you look below the surface, what you see is the good uh, CPI numbers are, are falling. Whereas the service CPI numbers are rising. So basically, a year ago, um, it was the goods that were up and then the services were down. But then you can see it from uh, the economy yourself. When well, we had the COVID, uh, you couldn't go anywhere or do anything. So you, people spent their money on buying goods, and that was good for manufacturing. And logistics and things of this nature. Uh, now that the COVID is uh, uh, reasonably under control, uh, what you have is that uh, people are traveling, vacationing, uh, they're going places and doing things and they're enjoying the things that they gave up for the COVID. So uh, the services are uh, suddenly exploding in terms of uh, where the price pressures are. And uh, and that was a concern at one time, you know, because the Federal Reserve was trying to the, the, the game plan to this whole inflation thing was to slow the economy down, uh, thereby slowing the demand down, and uh, and getting some sort of an equilibrium between the supply and the demand, and they did that very very well for uh, the goods. And, uh, the services right now, people are, uh, dining out, people are vacationing, people are going to football games and basketball games and everything else. And, uh, so <clears throat> that's services are, are, are a strong part of the economy right now, but you can, you could tell that it'll, it'll slow down too. It's, uh. Uh, people are enjoying what they couldn't enjoy before. Sooner or later, somebody's going to say, have you seen the bills? Uh, Look at these bills. And uh, so people, are uh, once they get it out of their system, maybe in another three or four months, uh, that'll slow down too. So uh, things are are getting to the point where inflation is moving down. If we take a look at this inflation report, Uh, the uh, food index, which is very important to us, uh, that rose two-tenths of a percent in July. And basically, if you take a look at food at home, uh, that increased three-tenths of a percent over the month after being unchanged in June. And what were the big categories there? Uh, Index for meat, poultry, fish, that rose a half a percent in July. Uh, beef, uh, increased 2.5, 2. 2.4%. Fruit and vegetables increased four tenths of a percent, uh, food away from home, uh, rose two tenths of a percent in July. Same thing as a, uh, uh, overall food and in, in, index and, uh, but less than the, uh, food at home index. And, uh food that uh, if you take a look at it, over a 12month period the food at home index rose 3.6 percent over the uh, last 12 months and the uh, uh, uh food away from home rose 7.1 percent so uh, food prices are still going up and uh, and then if you look deep deeper into the uh, report, you see that energy prices, the energy index rose one tenth of a percent in July after increasing six tenths of a percent in June. And the, even though the gasoline index increased in July by two tenths of a percent, and that followed the one percent increase the previous month. Uh, but uh, overall, overall, what happened to gasoline? Let's say uh gasoline has gone down 199 percent over the last 12 months, but has gone up two tenths of a percent in July. So uh, if you look at the things other than food and the uh, food and fuel, you look at the core inflation numbers and uh, the index for all items less less food and fuel, Rose two tenths of a percent in July, just like it did in June, and the shelter index, which is the biggest component, rose four tenths of a percent over the month, and that was the same increase as in June. So, uh, the the like I said before, that is the biggest factor in the monthly increase for all items, less uh, food and energy. Uh, so. To me, uh, medical care index rose two tenths of a percent. Uh, airline fare supposedly dropped eight point one percent over the month, which I find it hard to believe because everybody in this brother is traveling. I mean, the airports look like a refugee camp, you know, between all the people that are traveling, plus uh, the people whose flights have been canceled or delayed. They're they're trying to find a spot to sit down, so uh, they're, they're, it's pretty hectic in, in the airports nowadays. So, uh, in any case, uh, we're win- in any case we're winning the war against uh, uh, inflation, and uh, which is good news because the, the sooner we get this inflation under control. The quicker we get these uh, interest rates down. And when the interest rates start to go down, that'll be great for not only the bonds, but also for the stocks. This is Jim McAleese. You're listening to Get Rich Slow. Stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute. Back to Get Rich Flow. This is your host this morning, Jim McAlee. And, uh, you know, in, in terms of where inflation is at, you know, the inflation that we cover, that we face every day, all of us, is basically the uh, consumer price index. And, uh, but there's another, uh, call it the factory gate or the uh, producer price index. And that's the one. Uh, where, hey, the the, the, uh, the supplier, uh, they're, they're facing uh, increases in wages, increases in raw materials and the whole business. So the factories they have and the producers, uh, be it not just goods, but also services, they also have uh, their own index, which is called the producer price index. And... Uh, uh, while uh, the consumer headlines have been increasing slightly from a year ago and, and, uh, uh core inflation has decreased a little bit, uh, the uh, headline producer price index, uh, increased three tenths of a percent in July from June and increased eight tenths of a percent from, uh, July a year ago. So, if you compare those numbers to the consumer price index, the consumer price index says, hey, uh, the headline number says two-tenths of a percent increase in July and 3.2 percent increase over the 12-month period. You go to the uh, producer price index, and it's basically three-tenths of a percent increase in July and only eight-tenths of a percent increase over the last 12 months. And then if you take out food and fuel and compare them, uh, the producer price index uh, increased two-tenths of a percent in July from June and 2.7% from a year ago. And uh, comparing that to the core uh, CPI numbers, Core CPI numbers were two tenths of a percent in uh, July, and 4.7 percent from a year ago. So basically, what you're seeing is that the uh, the inflation from the factories uh, and from the suppliers is going down, basically faster than the uh, inflation to the uh, consumer. So. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the greatest part about the producer price index for July is, is, is a welcome sign because uh, if you recall that the we talked about the consumer price index, it reached a high of 9.1% in June of 2022, and it's now down to 3.2%. Whereas the producer price index or the factory gate inflation index, uh, that was as high as 12% in June of 2022 and is now down to 2.7%, which gives us a, a better, a warm, fuzzy feeling that, uh, hey, uh, there isn't another big increase uh, waiting out there for us. So. This is Jim McAleese. Uh, uh, You can give us a call over our toll free number. It's 1 888 281 Stay tuned. I'll be right back. Welcome back to Get Rich Flow. This is your host this morning, Ed Jim McAleese. And uh, one of the things we mentioned before was that uh, manufacturing is slowing down and the service industries are, are uh, still expanding but at a slower pace than before. So if we take a look at the uh, uh, manufacturing aspect of it, the Institute of Supply Management. Uh, they put out a uh, a survey every month, and they survey uh, the manufacturing executives, and they ask these people about uh, how was this month compared to last month. They ask them about new orders, uh, production, shipments, employment, back orders, and then they grind all these numbers together in a... Uh, index, and if that index comes out to 50, that's kind of neutral. It's not expanding or contracting. Whereas if it comes out less than 50, uh, it indicates there's the uh, manufacturing is contracting and greater than 50, it's expanding. So, <coughs> excuse me. In the U.S. manufacturing uh, sector, what is the latest number here? Uh, Manufacturing activity was in uh, contraction uh, for July. In other words, they came out for July as 46.4, as opposed to uh, 50. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) And what we're seeing there, (coughs) let me just take a break for a second. We'll be right back.
0: You've been listening to Get Rich.
1: At least we're talking about uh, uh, the Institute of Supply Management report on manufacturing. And what we see is that manufacturing is uh, slowing down. And, uh, uh, you know, it went through a a burst of uh, activity during COVID, but now it's it's slowing down, and and the consumer money is mainly going towards. Uh, the service activities. And uh, what you see is demand remains weak, but marginally better in July than June. Uh, Production slowed due to lack of work and suppliers continue to have capacity. That's according to Timothy uh, uh, Fiore, who is the uh, chair of the ISM Manufacturing Business Survey Committee. He said, quote, there are signs of uh, more employment reduction activity in the near term to better match production output, and uh, continued domestic demand is slowly coming back, and he added that firms are having difficulty in securing parts and other supplies. Uh, we don't know if we've hit the bottom, and... Uh, the, uh, he does not see a spike in new demand, but expects a, uh, a slow recovery. And some of the comments that the suppliers or the manufacturers have made uh, basically uh, the chemical products, uh, their comment is sales in our industry are extremely slow entering the second half of the year and no upturn is expected. At least until the fourth quarter. Uh, fabricated metal products as a stable demand for the next four to six months, but longer term uncertainty. While customer growth is projected, we cannot point to fundamentals that sustain it. Supply conditions are similar to pre pandemic, except for energy and raw material costs. Logistic costs have settled. Transit times continue to shorten and capacities, and most suppliers are sufficient. Uh, <clears throat> machinery, their comments are suppliers are starting to reach out, looking for new business. Softening is occurring in the, uh, in the China market. So if we take a look and say, okay, what do we see? Uh, we see in manufacturing that new orders... Uh, are contracting at a a slow pace. Uh, Production is contracting at a slower pace than before. Employment is contracting at a faster pace than before. And uh, the uh, backlog of orders is contracting, and the export orders are going down, too. And uh, it gives us a feel for... uh, Uh For instance, like the raw data, if we take a look at the raw data, uh, new orders, uh, 15% of the responders said that new orders had, it, had increased last month, 23% said it had decreased last month. Uh, in production, 16% of the responders said that production had increased. Uh, 19% said that it decreased. If you take a look at another uh, organization that provides manufacturing uh, surveys, uh, that would be the Standard & Poor Global uh, U.S. Manufacturing uh, Purchasing Managers Index. Uh, they also have similar comments in that Chris Williamson, who is their chief business economist at uh, Standard & Poor Global Market Intelligence, quote, manufacturing continues to act as a drag on the U.S. economy. The recent spell of uh, 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 slowdown is persisting at the at start of the third quarter. However, producers are clearly sh- shrugging off recession fears and planning for better times ahead. The sector continued to suffer from lower demand as post-pandemic shift is spending uh, from goods to services and an ongoing trend of cost-focused inventory reduction led to a further drop in orders. The overall rate of order book decline nevertheless moderated during the month, helped by a slower decline in exports to help stabilize production. Quote, there are several other encouraging bright spots in the survey, most notably, including a marked improvement in business expectations for output in the year ahead. And firms are therefore anticipating the current uh, soft patch to soon pass and importantly are hiring more staff as a result. There was also good news in the inflation front. The combination of weak demand and improved supply led to further buyer's markets for many goods. Prices charged for goods consequently barely rose for a third straight month, which should help to do uh, consumer price in in the uh, near term. And we also see from the, uh, uh, the survey of consumers, uh, We take a look at the consumer sentiment survey to give us some visibility as to what the uh, consumer's attitude is regarding fairly large purchases, such as autos and homes and things of this nature. And we see see that basically uh, the August numbers uh, came out at 71.2. And this is a little bit below the July numbers, but overall it shows that the Consumer sentiment was essentially unchanged uh, from July, with small offsetting increases and decreases within the index at 71.2. Sentiment is now about 42 percent above the all-time historic low reached in June uh, 2022. So, this is uh, Jim McAleese. You're listening to Get Rich Slow. Stay tuned. We'll be right back welcome back to get rich Slow. this summer has probably been a wonderful learning experience for everyone but life itself is always a learning
0: experience
1: and what we learn changes us hopefully for the better some of the things I've learned along the way were written by uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson. In his is prescription for life, Emerson's prescription was to laugh often and love much, to win the respect of intelligent people and in the affection of children, to earn the approval of honest crit- critics and endure the betrayal of false friends, to appreciate beauty, to find the best in others, to give of oneself without the slightest thought of return, to have accomplished the task, to to leave the world a better place, whether by a healthy child, a rescued soul, a garden patch, or a redeemed social condition, to have played and laughed with enthusiasm and sung with exaltation, to know that even one life has breathed easier because you have lived. This is to have succeeded and it will be, and it will be easy to follow Emerson's prescription and make your own prescription for living and for what you consider to be a full and fruitful life. And what you have to do is look for those things that are important to you and get them done. And until we meet again next week, for more Get Rich Slow, may God protect you and keep you safe.
0: You've been listening to Get Rich Slow with Jim McAleese of Cornerstone Consultants, Inc., located at 47149 Bursley Road, Wellington, Ohio, 44090, where securities and investment advisory services are offered through Next Financial Group, Inc., a member of FINRA and CIPIC. Cornerstone Consultants, Inc. is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc. The materials Jim shares is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of James McAleese and Cornerstones Consultants, Inc., and not those of Next Financial Group, Inc. Next Financial Group does not provide tax advice. The S&P 500 is a market cap weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies and in leading industries of the U.S. economy. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price weighted index of 30 actively traded blue chip stocks. To make an appointment with Jim regarding your own finances, call 440-647-2793. That number again, 440-647-2793. Jim will be back with Get Rich Slow next Saturday morning on 1420 WHK with more common sense finance strategies for financial winners.